Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. As always, I'm your host, Declan, and I'm so excited that you're here, because on this week's episode, we're going to be exploring a concept that really changed my life over the last year or so, and that is gaining flexibility between having a competitive mindset and a collaborative mindset. So we're going to be talking about each of these mindsets in detail, that of competition and that of collaboration, looking into their strengths and weaknesses and highlighting why it's so crucial to be able to use both throughout your life. And this isn't just in business where most people talk about collaborative versus competitive mindset. This is also in your relationships. It's with your health. It's with your self-esteem. We really are talking about how flexibility between these two mindsets makes the difference on a holistic level when we look at all seven factors of fulfillment. So make sure you stay tuned for the whole episode. As always, it will be split up into little five-minute chunks to make it nice and easy for you to listen to and to understand. And let's jump right into it with no more hesitation. So to start this episode off, I thought we'd begin by looking at competition mindset or competitive mindset. The reason I chose that out of the two that we're going to be looking at on this week's episode is because it's the one that I used for so long in my life. So competitive mindset or competition mindset is based on this win or lose approach to life. It's very much individual. It's there's this idea that there's only a certain amount of success or happiness or fulfillment to go around and you're either on the top or you're on the bottom. So we see this mindset come up in a lot of high achievers, a lot of those really driven people who are pushing themselves, who keep pushing the barrier, setting the goal higher, setting the bar higher, and they keep rising to the occasion and driving themselves forward. Now, when we look at competitive mindset, it's normally a mindset that's based on fear or stress because behind that high achievement drive, behind that competitive mindset, that belief that there's not enough success, happiness, fulfillment to go around and you have to be at the top, you're either a winner or loser, is this fear of failing or this fear of not being enough, this fear of being a loser. And that can lead to quite a lot of stress. So, When we begin to look at competitive mindset, we can see already where some of the limitations are. It's this very away from driven mindset. It's this very fear and stress-based and pain-based mindset. That's not to say that it's all doom and gloom and all bad because competitive mindset can also be incredibly useful. You know, we look at some very, very high-performing athletes in typically in solo sports or individual sports, so tennis, for example, um, and they have a, a, a textbook competition mindset. It's I'm at the top or I'm at the bottom and that's what it is. And they're very driven. They're always able to push the barrier at that next level. And we see it in business as well with people uh, who are able to really rise through the ranks of their career and rise through the ranks, especially in the corporate world by having this um, almost take no prisoners attitude. Um, it's what gives the corporate world and a lot of corporate managers a bit of a bad reputation is this take no prisoners competitive mindset of I'll, I'll be at the top at all costs or I'll be at the top no matter what. So when we look at competitive mindset, there's a really key distinctive benefit to using it and that is that it does allow people to progress very rapidly. So someone who's using a competitive mindset will typically be, as I said before, that high achiever drive who's getting out of their comfort zone, who's pushing themselves, who's learning, who's developing, who's growing 
and they're able to grow very rapidly. They thrive on success and achievement. So as a result, they're really quickly growing and developing themselves compared to other people. And we'll talk later when we talk about collaborative mindset, why this speed of growth or this ability to move very quickly within our health, our career, in sport, whatever it may be, isn't always the best strategy long term. It can be very useful for that short term movement. And as I mentioned, this is where I was for a lot of my life. I genuinely believed that there was only a small amount of success to go around and especially in my previous business when I was a personal trainer in the fitness industry, a very saturated market, I thought that if I wasn't at the top, I was at the bottom and I never did partnerships with anyone. I never worked with anyone else because I thought it was something that I had to do alone and that um, I had to really be wary of other people. I thought everyone was always trying to knock me down and that was that fear-based Uh, motivation coming through, that real fearful away from stress motivation we're talking about earlier in relation to competitive mindset. Now, you may be thinking, okay, so there's a lot, I can see a lot of obvious drawbacks with competitive mindset or competition mindset. And yeah, I can see that it's beneficial in the sense that it gives a lot of rapid growth and development on an individual level in a short amount of time, that it can be very useful in specific circumstances like individual sports and to some degree within specific career paths. But how does someone end up with a competitive mindset? And you may be surprised to know that it's actually very, very common. See, look at how we raise kids. At the moment, in Australia, a lot of our education system is based on competition. It's based on benchmarking and comparing kids to each other. It's how did you perform compared to the class? Where was your rank? How did you perform compared to the rest of the kids in your year? Where was your rank? How did you perform compared to the rest of the kids in the state? Where was your rank? And it's this trying to get everyone to do better than the other person that's creating this competitive mindset. It's this idea of this, as the name would suggest, a very strict competition in our schooling. And then we also see that obviously in um, not just an academic stance, but also in a sporting stance. When we play sport, we're, we're raising kids that it's, we play to win right? And I know that was a lot of my background and it's not to blame it. It's, it's just seeing where this competitive mindset can come from. So before you move on to the next section of the podcast and we start looking at um, collaborative mindset, I want you to take a little bit of time to start thinking about, okay, can I recognize within myself a few times in my life where I have been using competitive mindset, maybe it's to do with going for a promotion at work or even in dating competitive mindset comes through, especially with men, there's almost that alpha male sense of competition. Um, start thinking for yourself, where are some times in your life where you've used competitive mindset and did it work well for you or did it hold you back? Because as we've mentioned already, there are distinct strengths and weaknesses when it comes to competitors' mindset. So I'll give you a little moment to do that and then we'll move ahead by looking at collaborative mindset. So how did you go with that reflection? Did you manage to find some moments in your life where you'd been using a competitor's mindset and recognize whether that had really worked well for you and you'd use it as a strength or whether it really held you back and it was actually a source of limitation? Now, what we're going to look at now is the opposite of a competitor's mindset, which is a collaboration mindset. Now, collaboration mindset's really getting popular in business now. Everyone's talking about collaboration, working together, you know, networking, teamwork. 
But collaboration mindset has been beneficial for decades in more than just business, also in relationships, in our health, within our self-esteem and our self. So for example, with collaboration mindset, which we'll quickly define what that is. So collaboration mindset is this idea of that there's plenty of success, happiness, and joy to go around, and that the best way to get results within ourselves is to work as part of an integral team. So it's based on finding the value in others and bringing their strengths to the table as well as bringing our own strengths to the table so we can create this beautiful ecosystem in these relationships that develop longer-term results. You know, we mentioned before when looking at competitors' mindset, that's very much you know, one of its greatest strengths is that it allows people to grow very quickly. When we look at collaboration mindset, the growth is actually a little bit slower. It doesn't happen as rapidly at the start, but it does allow us to go further. It's more sustainable. There's less emotional burnout. There's less stress associated with collaboration mindset, and there's less um, fear. It's, it's very much uh, a towards driver. It's very positively driven. Um, so, you know, obvious strengths when we talk about these collaboration mindsets, if we look at health, so there was this massive study done into what determined your uh, lifespan, like how long you would live for. The number one predictor of a longer lifespan was positive relationships. It wasn't nutrition, it wasn't sleep, it wasn't exercise, it wasn't smoking, it wasn't any of that. It was who are the people that you're hanging around with and how do you feel from that? So relationships have a huge impact on our physical, mental and emotional health. And obviously, relationships are hard to cultivate if we're using a competitive mindset. But when we look at this collaboration mindset, they almost go hand in hand. You can't have a collaboration mindset without looking at cultivating beautiful, nurturing and equally beneficial um, relationships with other people. So it's got this direct impact on our health, but it's also got this direct impact on how we approach business. They're repeatedly showing now that in business, in careers, um, you know, whether you're in a job or you run your own business, working with your team and working with the people around you, not just within your organization and your business and your, you know, uh, employee area, but also in other other businesses, in partnerships. They've shown how effective that is in growing long-term sustainable businesses and also increasing your satisfaction in your workplace, like how much you actually enjoy going to work. I'll say it again because I really do mean it. It's something I've learned for myself over the last couple of years. Collaboration, mindset, and relationships make the world of difference. They really do. So the thing with collaboration mindset that I really want you to understand is these massive strengths associated with it. Obviously in health, in our workplaces, in how we feel about ourselves, in our mental, emotional, and physical well-being. It's incredible how much having this Collaborative mindset actually makes a difference there. But, and I will highlight here, it also has its weaknesses. The main one being people who use exclusively a collaboration mindset can be more likely to be yes people. They struggle to say no. And as a result, they're traditionally the people who are very caring. They're very good at being giving and generous with their time, energy, and money. And they give, 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 and want to help everyone else around them to nurture those good relationships. But they forget to look after themselves. They're the people who are so good at helping others, but they're not good at asking for help themselves, even when they need it. And it's the point where they've given so much of themselves for so long, they just hit a brick wall. They just reach this point of emotional burnout and fatigue. So whilst 
competition mindset that we were talking about earlier on this episode can lead to emotional burnout and fatigue from stress and from fear, collaboration mindset can also lead to emotional fatigue from giving too much of ourselves. You know, the classic example is put your oxygen mask on first so that you can help others. Well, a lot of people who just use a collaboration mindset are running around trying to help everyone else put their oxygen mask on and never securing their own. And as a result, they get exhausted and and they burn out. So the key here between this competition and collaboration mindset, which we're going to talk about in a moment, is flexibility. But before we move on to that section of the episode and before we start looking at that and how you can learn to cultivate both a competition mindset and a collaboration mindset when it works for you and you have the flexibility to use both in your life because they both have their strengths and their weaknesses, I'll again give you a couple of moments to reflect on your life and start thinking about times when you've used a collaborative mindset So this idea of working in a team to get better results. Was it in a team sport growing up? Was it in a relationship? Was it in your career? Was it in your health? When have you used a collaborative mindset to make a difference in how you are approaching something? And remember that difference can either be using collaborative mindset as a strength and really enjoying the benefits that come with it, or perhaps you really resonated with using collaborative mindset as a weakness by overusing it and burning yourself out. Perhaps you really resonate with being the giver who gives, 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 and gives, and forgets to give back to themselves. So again, I'll give you a couple of moments now just to have a reflect and a think about when you've used collaborative mindset within your life. How did you go with that reflection? Did you manage to find a few moments in your life where you'd used collaborative mindset either as a strength or as a limitation? So it's really important to get clear on both of these mindsets on times when you've used them because as we've spoken about, you're not born with just one or the other. People aren't these fixed rigid beings. We're able to learn and grow and develop over our life. For most of my life, I predominantly used a competition mindset or competitive mindset and I now majoritively use a collaborative mindset. It's not to say one's better than the other, it's just at the moment a collaborative mindset is working a lot better for me in life. But I am able to use either either based on the situation and what it demands from me. So it's this key of being flexible, this idea of being adaptable to our environment and to the situation we're in and learning how to use whatever mindset's going to serve us best and get the best results. Not only for ourselves, but for the people we care about most as well. So let's talk about how you can cultivate both of these mindsets. So you can begin practicing building your emotional agility and your emotional flexibility so that you can use whichever mindset is going to work best for the situation. Now, the key to getting into a competitive mindset is to really think of that win-lose approach. It's the high-achiever approach. So these people have really clear goals. So if you want to get in a competitor's mindset, get a really clear goal for yourself and then set the stakes high. So when I say the stakes are high, it's a win or it's a loss. There's no shade of gray. When you talk to people who are these top performing athletes, they approach it with a very black and white approach. It's a win or it's a lose. There's no middle. And there's a lot at stake for it, right? Physically, mentally, emotionally, and obviously in, in the case of professional athletes, financially as well. Right, so we've got this big goal that's got a lot at stake. It's got this black and white win-lose approach. But the other key thing about getting into a competitive mindset is to really start thinking about individually what you can do. 
So it's a big strength of the competitive mindset that they're very self-driven, they're very independent. And the thing there is why they're allowed to grow so, why they're able to grow so quickly is because they take emotional responsibility for themselves. They're very, very independent people. So to get into this mindset, we can start asking questions like, what can I do to work towards that goal? How will this affect me? What actions can I take that will drive me forward? That within itself, those questions are going to help us tap into a lot of the strengths of a competitor's mindset. Just remember, we don't want to hang out there too long because that's when it starts to limit us and we can get very stressed and fear-driven and hit that burnout. On the flip side, if we're looking at cultivating a collaboration mindset, this is all about team. So this is where we start to ask questions like, what can we do together as a team? How does this affect us? What needs to change within this system, this relationship, this organization, this business, whatever, this team uh, for, for a sport, whatever it may need to be, to get the best result for everyone? So this is very much, you've probably picked up on it already, about teamwork. Right? It's very much that belief that there is plenty to go around and that working together will get the greatest result long term. And yes, that requires a bit of patience because inherently, as soon as we're working with a lot of other people, we get clashes, we get disagreements, we get misunderstandings. It gets a lot more complex, which is why our growth isn't as fast at the start as someone with a competitor's mindset. However, it's much more sustainable. It allows us to go a lot further. Right? There's a great saying that says, if you want to go fast, go it alone. But if you want to go far, go with a group. And that's the essence of why we can balance these two to go fast and far. I feel like the little girl from the taco ad, you know, porquenos los dos, we can have both uh, tacos tonight, right? But the key here is we can have both. We can move fast and we can move, go far by learning to balance this competitors and collaborative mindset. So those are a few questions you can ask to begin building emotional agility and building the flexibility required to use both. But what we're going to talk about now is the one key thing that makes the difference in how able you are to build your emotional agility and your emotional flexibility. Because we talk about that a lot on this podcast and how effective it is and how important it is to increasing your overall quality of life. So we're going to talk about the one thing that makes the difference there to really help drive you forward and increase your ability to step into a competitor's mindset and a collaborative mindset based on what the situation demands. Now, if you've listened to this podcast for a while and you've been listening to all the episodes, you can probably guess what I'm going to say here about the one thing that makes the difference in how able you are to build emotional flexibility and agility. And of course, that is emotional intelligence or EQ. We talk about it nearly every episode on this podcast because it is so fundamentally required to build a life of confidence, thriving purpose and fulfillment. So what is EQ? If you're new to the podcast and you haven't heard us mention this EQ yet, what EQ refers to or emotional intelligence refers to is how able you are to be aware of how you feel, to understand why you feel that way, to accept that feeling rather than fight it and repress it and get frustrated with yourself about it, and then of course be able to change how you feel in any given moment no matter what's going on around you. You know, they've proven now that emotional intelligence is correlated with 
a healthier, happier life with longer lasting, more fulfilling relationships, with quicker progress through the career chain and more work satisfaction, like working a job you actually love and care about and are invigorated by, with higher levels of self-esteem and self-confidence, and also with higher financial success as well. This EQ really does impact every single area of your life in such a positive way. Yet so few people are talking about it. We're still stuck talking about IQ, which is what we test at schools. And honestly, IQ doesn't really mean that much. It's not correlated to too much. EQ is what makes the difference. So if you're someone who's going, wow, EQ, I've never really heard of that. That's something that I want to learn more about and deep dive into and find out what stage of EQ you're at and how you can begin to grow and build your emotional intelligence, well, then I've got good news for you. We've just released a webinar called the EQ Method. And in it, we go through the five stages of emotional intelligence and help you identify where you're currently at and how you can begin growing your emotional intelligence through these five stages in order to live a life that is more driven by confidence, thriving, success, fulfillment, purpose, passion, love, happiness, all the states that we want to live in. And it also gives you a lot more emotional freedom so that you don't get trapped by feeling stuck with emotions like anxiety, stress, and self-doubt. So if you would like to get access to that webinar, the EQ method, and begin growing your emotional intelligence today so that you can achieve all of this and more, and also, of course, as we've spoken about in this episode, be able to have the agility to use a competitor's or a collaborative mindset based on what the situation requires, all you have to do is email us at grow at BU coaching. So that's G-R-O-W at B-U, just the letters B-U, coaching.org. And when you send that email, one of our team will send the link back to you to check out the webinar. We've got an amazing price for people who have listened to the webinar. So make sure you mention that you've come from uh, from the podcast, sorry, because then you'll be able to get this great price for the webinar. And then from there, you can begin building your emotional intelligence today. But until then, and until you're on the webinar, as always, be empowered, be exceptional, be you.